and we are live, Joe. So, oh boy! All right, I think it's a pretty good time to roll the intro. Hey guys, before this episode of the podcast starts, I'd like to give a special shout out to my friend Kamari, who said that he'd mix us an outro, and we're going to be using that from here on out. So, if you guys wouldn't mind checking out his content, I've left the links in the description. So please go check that out and let him know that we sent you when you do. All right, I hope you enjoy the episode and have a great rest of your day. Good morning. Transcending history and the world, a tale of souls and swords eternally retold. Welcome to the stage of history retold. Yeah, I've been waiting for this. Check it out now. Third strike, yeah. Welcome back. Everybody, to Adam and Joe After Hours, it's been a minute. It sure has. What's up, everyone? What's up, Adam? What's up, Joe? I mean, shit. Uh, life has just kind of gotten in the way of us recording this thing um, like we used to. Uh, but that's yeah, pretty normal. Sure. Um, it's to be under... Uh, what is it? Expected, given the lives yeah. that the two of us live. And I don't really think we need to go into much detail about that. Just know that we are back, and life is finally done kicking us in the balls for now. Yes, sir. We're back on the grind. You know how it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. So these past couple months, Joe, how they been for you? They've been all right. I mean, finished uh, school, which was like the main thing that was, uh, the main thing that put this podcast on hiatus. Because you know, you know, you know how college is. They just yeah. uh, shove so much shit down your throat, and you know, it was like, okay, I need, I need like time to dedicate to this so i can you know got that out of the way now that i'm waiting for my next semester you know we're back here recording some podcasts you know how it is yes sir but yes sir besides that it's been all right i gotta say it's been all right um yeah i mean not much to complain about um the covid stuff is slowly going away i got my first dose i'm waiting for my second one me too me too um Yes, sir. Um, but other than that, no, not much. Much. Good stuff. Um, same what for about me. You, though? I've just been dealing, but just been doing work stuff, dealing with a lot of that, planning on my big uh, actual comeback to creating YouTube content, which I was never really a consistent creator with that to begin with. Uh, it was just more like a hobby, but now I'm kind of taking it a little bit more seriously. Um, okay. And other than that, I've been paying attention to all the news, and boy, there's been a a lot of news and not all of it good not all of it good um kind of starting off on a sour note just that we can end on a a way better one by the time we finish recording this but yeah um earlier this month the month of may 2021 uh the manga industry lost one of its titans and that's a bit of an understatement yeah Uh, that being kentaro miura mangaka behind uh berserk and like in i don't have really anything profound to say about that because like i'm not gonna wax fucking poetic about it right um i used berserk as like a i was like a way to manage my emotions um in particular like anger and frustration i kind of felt that series like a release for those things even in the face of it's sometimes um very optimistic stories you know Mm-hmm. Especially given with what we've been dealing with with Fantasia, you know. Um, huh, yeah. But I, I actually heard about Miura passing from uh, Joji Morikawa's Twitter. 
he's the dude who writes and uh, illustrates Hajime no Ippo. And, mm-hmm. like, little funny lore behind that, Miura, like, started out working at uh, Morikawa's studio. And Morikawa right, I heard about encouraged that, yeah. him to go create his own sort of series based on the drawings that he saw. And the drawings that he saw were of, like, a fairy and a swordsman with a big fucking sword. So, <laughs> you know, you could already tell that he had... He definitely already had that in mind. Yes, that he had, he had like the sort of the seeds, especially because of what Berserk started out as being black swordsman, you know. So, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, um, really anything like incredibly profound to say. What what do you what do you got, Joe? I mean, same here, man. It's just, it's such a devastating loss, and one that I don't think anyone saw coming, like from a mile away. There's no way that you can um like predict this sort of uh these sort of things you know um but it does need like this needs to be like a sign for everyone to you know kind kind of accept like the manga industry like especially the mangaka industry same shit but you know what i mean yeah yeah it's taxing man like we've known this for years and it's Dad, how it takes you know takes his passing for us to realize that and say oh something needs to be fixed something needs to be changed so it's kind of a a bittersweet you know what i mean yeah um i know a lot of people roast uh hiro oda manga behind one piece because he takes breaks every every three chapters i believe and i sometimes can feel a little frustrated with iraqi when he takes extended hiatuses from writing Jojolian. Right. But I think now, like, it's kind of been put into a, a bit of perspective for me. Just right. how much... Because exactly. uh, Mira uh, died from... A, I believe it was like a health condition related to stress. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yes. And that, even though he was releasing chapters, like, on a very irregular schedule, you know? Imagine... And, imagine the people who are releasing weekly monthly like that's that's gotta be i i don't even know the word because already said taxing but that's just not enough that's yeah that's gotta be crushing physically and emotionally and spiritually to just have to do that much work even though you like write it and draw it it still has to be edited and redone and we see a lot of manga taking on assistance multiples sometimes you know and it's exactly. like, even that schedule, because Mira had assistance. He had a whole studio, you know? Mm-hmm. Studio Gaga, I believe it was called. And and even then, he was still incredibly stressed out. He had a whole second manga to create when he in the, in the sort of off periods when he wasn't making Berserk. And even then, he still felt incredibly stressed. So I kind of understand why... Oda and Araki and so many other mangaka feel the need to take extended breaks and hiatuses and it's got to become the norm to do that but instead of just every three chapters or every couple months it's got to be like weekly it's got to be way more frequent and for way longer because we're overworking these people and I'm saying this as a western fan not even as someone who actually lives in Japan where this shit is fucking sold by the pound you know what I mean? Or they print more yeah. manga paper than they do toilet paper. I'm saying this from a Westerners' <laughs> perspective. We gotta slow down because we're working these guys too hard. And I get it. We're all fans of this shit. 
And there were times when I was like, yo, Miura, where the fuck are these chapters? Yo, Araki, where the fuck are these chapters? You know? But, yeah. I mean, but like, I mean, yeah, of course. It's, you know, we're, we're so ignorant to the fact that, you know, this, like, this were the working condition, or these are the working condition. Yeah, that there are people behind this. That this doesn't just materialize out of thin air. That there are actual human beings who have to sit down and put pen to paper or stylus to drawing pad or whatever the fuck they use to make this. That people actually have to sit down and physically craft these stories for us. And the fact that we had to lose somebody who was so important to the inspiration behind so many series, like Dark Souls... Shit like Final Fantasy with Cloud's fucking big ass sword. Fucking big ass Buster sword. Yeah. Exactly. We the fact that we have to lose somebody who's inspired so much, whose whose legacy has become so much greater than just a really great manga about exactly. Guts' life and all he's had to lose and the people that he's lost and you know the people that he's met. And the fact that we had to lose somebody who was writing something so profound and who made something that had such a big effect on people. Just so that we could understand the fucking conditions. Because we all know that the manga and anime industry is, like, really taxing. We all kind of yeah. knew that, but no one gave a shit. Exactly, exactly. It's like, we were all aware of it, but, you know, we're just like, oh, it can't be that bad, you know, like, you know, this this, this uh, mangaka is just lazy and they don't want to, you know, release chapters. But, man, with this new perspective, it's crazy. And mind you, for those that don't know, he was 54. That's 54. young, dude. So, yeah. I, I, I don't know what else to say in that regard. Just, yeah, man. man. You know, I told you this. Man. I told you this. Um, you know, the moment that we had found out. Um, I really hope that... I, I, I don't want to word it in a way that's, you know, like pessimistic or anything, but in those moments where, you know, he was dying, um, I really hope that he wasn't thinking, oh, you know, I hope my fans are not disappointed in me. But, you know, I hope that he was proud of his work. I hope that, you know, he, he didn't pass with, you know, the negative, uh, with, with such a negative mentality. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just... I don't know. Yeah. It's really sad, man. Yeah. I'm also just glad that, um, I, I believe it was his publishers or his studio or whoever gave his family time to grieve before just releasing the news because Lord fucking knows if Miura were like an American celebrity, TMZ would have published that shit the fucking <laughs> second it happened. Yo. You know, like they did with fucking Kobe Bryant. You know, thankfully, his family was given time to grieve and time to have a funeral before the fans knew before even right. people he was close to like fucking George Morikawa knew. So yeah. I'm just, I'm just glad that they at least got their time and you know, we got ours, but man, it, it sucks. Um, it really does. It really does, man. Glad we got oh, that, we got that out of our system. Yes. <laughs> now it's time to talk about something that won't kind of make me want to cry on the inside. Um, <laughs> There's been a lot of a, lo- a lot of news, a lot of releases that yes. have happened. Fucking this past month has been insane. Nocturne oh, yeah. Remastered came out. Um, Mass Effect Still Legendary Edition came out. By the way, 
Get boss? You're disappointed in it? What? Let's hear about yeah, that. Yeah, dude. I mean... I mean, oh, no, you can you can go ahead and... Uh, whoa, 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 whoa. Keep, I wasn't expecting everything. that. No, 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 no. We could get to that later. I want to hear about this shit. Well, I wasn't expecting you to be disappointed yeah, but, in it. I mean, okay, yeah. It, it, it's a remaster. You know, it, it does the job. This is the job of remastering. Yeah. does it well. But the thing is that... Okay. So you, we, know, we all know how, you know, the, the whole notion of voting with your wallet, right? Yes. I'm kind of at a crossroads. Do I... Why? Because I'm sure that you. Because have you bought it yourself? Um, I haven't been able to. No, I've uh, well, I've been really busy. Even if I did buy it, I've got a lot of other games to play. You know? Exactly. Yeah. But um, I'm at a crossroads where I don't know if you've seen, but the port is uh, <laughs> it's a port, all right. It, it exists. Which port? The, the Switch port? The PS4 of... port? PS PC port? Which which were oh I mean I mean just the uh the remaster just the remaster in general um it, it's it's a remaster it does it does the thing my problems with it are one the frame rate still stuck at thirty on current gen hardware oh, <laughs> and I mean like that's not a big deal but this is a PS2 game we're talking about running on a PS4 like it has updated visuals quote unquote like, okay. Yeah, but is that really is that <laughs> is that really a reason to have it at thirty frames? And like the whole reasoning is that oh they, the uh, the frame rate is tied to animation. Well, why the fuck did you <laughs> why the fuck did you tie um, a frame rate wait to you know every single animation? That just doesn't make sense to me. Again, I'm not a developer, so I don't know. But um, and then also the music is it still sounds like PS2 music. Um, they didn't. Um, called upscale it or anything kept it as is terrible um and then also the new difficulty the the what is it called merciful i, I think i thought it was merc the easier one because i thought they added one yeah. that was harder no they added an easier one and it's <laughs> to say that it's a joke is a massive understatement let me let me pull up the list of everything that it does because it it does so much that I I I kind of looked at it like I saw the differences between um the normal and the easier difficulty and I just kind of laughed and I thought to myself are people really this bad at video games where they need to make it this like yeah um, I got gotta get them Persona Five uh, fans to play Megami Tensei you know. Play a real Shin Megumi Tensei game like Nocturne or Strange Journey. See, that's the thing, though. Um, I forget the Twitter user, but he, he's, like, pretty prevalent in the Shin Megami Tensei and Persona um, um, community. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people voted that um, that the normal difficulty really isn't all that bad. Isn't, like, like too hard, too easy? It's, it's just right in the middle? Yeah, it, it like, it's just right. Oh, okay. So, like, I'm really, really confused as to why, um, <laughs> why the easier difficulty was made. But, um, let me let me take a gander here. Sure. So, merciful. Uh, let me see. <laughs> merciful doubles your damage, like just off the bat. Mm. Um, it lowers the encounter rate, like. Stupid, like it's by a stupid amount, and you get 
quadruple, I think it's quadruple or triple times the amount of XP after battle. Jesus so, Christ, that's really all you need is just a higher XP boost if you're going to yeah. make an easier difficulty. Like, I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, that's true because like not of itself is extremely grindy. That's the only time that maybe I would, like, if I actually played it, I'll switch to Merciful so I don't have to grind for four hours to go up one level. Yeah. You know? But, um, like, other than that, this, <laughs> the new difficulty is, uh, it's a thing. It exists. That's that's awfully forgiving for a, a series that is known for its punishing difficulty. Oh. Especially oh. with Nocturne, which is like a JRPG rite of passage up there with like fucking Final Fantasy VII and like Dragon Quest Three. Dragon Quest, yeah. You know? That's like incredibly odd that they would be like, here's double damage, fucking, fucking quadruple XP. Like, that's so fucking weird. Like, all you need is just... A, a per, like a just a permanent double XP multiplier, and then you can make any JRPG infinitely easier. You know, honestly, yeah. Like 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 yeah. with like Persona Four, <laughs> like on all of my subsequent playthroughs, like all I do is just like I just leave everything the same, except I just increase XP to more. That's it. You yeah. fly through that fucking game, do every fucking dungeon in one fucking day, get get to level fucking ninety nine. It's like it's so easy. All you have to do in any JRPG to make it easier is just double the fucking. XP, that's it. You know, I saw this... Re that reminds me. I saw this really odd take on Twitter.com, mind you. Oh, oh, on Twitter.com. Twitter the <laughs> website where people log on and literally say anything? <laughs> yes, exactly. That's like, I saw this really odd take that said... Um, it, it was actually about this exact same thing. Okay. Uh, they replied and said, um, you know... I don't understand this new difficulty. Grinding is part of the experience. Grinding is what makes the game hard. Like <laughs> Destiny fan spotted. Destiny fan spotted. <laughs> Dude, like what a I don't even know. I don't even know what to say to that. It's like That's a dumb So take. you're telling me telling me that um mindlessly sitting there for hours on end is a fun experience not maybe not even a fun experience but it's part of the experience you know i saw a similar take like that to uh mighty key because mighty keith said something like that a couple months ago where he was yeah. like yeah where he said the sort of the same thing where he was like um i don't take people's reviews seriously who say that um grinding is a bad part of like jrpgs what? Because it's like an <laughs> integral part of the genre, and I was like, "You, f like, I, I, res I love Mighty Keith. I love his content. He's a really nice dude." Uh, that was like the one time I've ever been like, "What the fuck did you just type, dog?" Because like, <laughs> I say this so often, and I'm pretty sure I've said this on the podcast before, that any game with grinding would be a better game without it, be unless like because nine times out of ten, it's not fun to grind. You know, it's exactly it You're can going just back be to old areas doing the exact same shit for maybe hours, mm -hmm. literal hours. It, it, what, what about that is fun, <laughs> right? Sometimes it could be more tolerable. Sometimes you have like a kick ass style in your game, like like some persona shit or the fucking battle theme rocks, you know, and that just keeps you from keeps the fucking madness just a bit further down the road, you know, yeah. but grinding just isn't just generally isn't a fun thing to do. Like, yeah. there are games where I had to grind, and it wasn't as big of a problem because of the style of the game, i.e., exactly. like, Yakuza Like a Dragon or, like, Persona 4, you know? But grinding just 
on the whole is not something that I want in my games. And I could understand why someone wouldn't want them, wouldn't want that in their games. You know what I'm saying? It should, yeah. it shouldn't be like, that's like fucking if you went to an amusement park, but every time you walked in the door, they kicked you in the fucking balls, but it was like the best amusement park ever. <laughs> Thanks, but it would be better if you didn't kick me in the fucking balls when I walked in the door. <laughs> or in the ovaries, if you uh, have those instead of balls, you know? Yes. Yeah. You know. So it's like uh, a good game with grinding is good, but a good game without grinding can be great. Yeah, I, be I agree. That's, that's, like, that's I, I, wild. I think, I think it. Uh, I, I I agree with your point of uh, like it depends on the game. Like for mm-hmm. example, I'm very big into looters. Like as you know, um, yes. I've just recently got back into Final Fantasy 14. Yes, not gonna gonna ever touch WoW. Fuck that game. Um, but <laughs> Final Fantasy 14, Destiny, Borderlands, not Outriders though. <laughs> Outriders. Uh, what a fucking joke. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I definitely agree that it definitely depends on the style of the game. Because, like, for example, Final Fantasy 14 or in Destiny 2, like, if I want a certain item and I have to, you know, take a chance of it dropping, and I, most of the time, I enjoy playing the game. So I don't mind it. Like, I, like, example of Final Fantasy 14, I really enjoy tanking. I will tank for as long as I have to to get the, that item that I want because the game is fun. Mm-hmm. Destiny 2, eh, well, that's, that's, that's a little bit. You know. That's another story but, entirely. You know. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, yeah, again, it definitely depends on the style of the game. And I really, yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Nobody wants to fucking kill slimes and trash mobs, dog. Nobody wants oh, to do man. that. Nobody sits down yeah. and says, you know what I want to do? mindlessly do the same task for fucking two hours because if i wanted to mindlessly do the same task for multiple hours i would go to work you know what i mean <laughs> and i'd get a job go outside <laughs> and i'd live my life and nobody wants to do that shit you know that's just weird yeah. um i don't understand why certain game genres just have jank just like carried from game to game because people just expect the games to be janky you know yeah and that's like yeah. weird to me you know, like, I see some people, you know, getting mad at other people because I'm pretty sure you brought um, this specific thing I'm about to bring up uh, up on the last episode. Um, mm-hmm. If RE4 were to get like a re-release with RE2 graphics and with no tank controls, I've seen some people say, well, the tank controls are a fundamental part of Resident Evil 4's <laughs> identity. And it would not be the same game without it. And I'm yeah. like, shut the fuck up. Because I understand it. Because after a while, you kind of don't notice that they're there. Because you have to adapt to the tank controls. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you can still get some pretty sick shit going on in Resident Evil 4 with the tank controls. But, like, imagine if it had, like, a, I don't know, normal control scheme. Oh, shit. No, don't say that. Don't say that. No. <laughs> imagine Ooh, if you could... <gasps> Joe, what if you could... <gasps> walk while aiming? No. You're lying. Oh You're my god! Lying. Oh my god! <laughs> this is revolutionary. Oh, they're starting fires outside. <laughs> I don't like oh, it's damn. just. So, so, do those same people just hate like five through? Al Village? Like, is that what you're telling me? <laughs> That's weird as fuck. That's like saying, Dead Rising 2 is bad because the AI fucking survivors are better. Fuck off. Like, no, like yeah, okay. I don't understand why people just associate jank with being good because... With... Uh, 
Yeah. Jank isn't always a good thing. Jank can make certain games like almost unplayable. Like yeah. there's a term for like early 2000s jank in European games. It's Euro jank because you kind of just expect a European game from that era to just be janky and that's like yeah. we shouldn't have that expectation we shouldn't let that off nah, it's janky it's a product of its time fuck off because we had so many other games from the early 2000s late 90s that were like not janky that and were actually good you know, good <laughs> right it's it's fucking insane that we can have a game like fucking hitman code 47 and grand theft auto 3 both be developed on the continent of Europe, about a year or so apart, I believe, and one is a janky fucking mess that is nigh unplayable in the in the year of our Lord 2021, and the other, people still play it, and you can fucking buy it on your PS fucking 5 and your Xbox and your PC, and it plays just like any other GTA game in the past 20 years. Exactly. So, I don't... I, that, that mindset will never fucking fly with me. Just accepting bullshit from certain products because you're just used to it by that point because, yeah yeah it's, it's so I, I don't know i don't know how to feel about that either man that shit it's just that's just like oh yeah the game is bad but i promise it gets better it gets better that's like fucking one piece fans come on man <laughs> watch the episode 1334 i promise no I promise uh, I, it gets better at episode 763, I promise. <laughs> you know, as a, as someone who used to, like, watch One Piece as a kid, because it was on, like, Toonami, and I, like, enjoyed it, you know? I, I, like, I'm not, like, fucking keeping up with One Piece actively, you know, like, in, like, I used to. But, like, I, I completely understand people who are like, yeah, that's just too big. I don't want to get into that, you know? That's just too much. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, that makes sense. They're like a thousand chapters deep, and they're still releasing like three chapters a month. So it's like, yeah, I, I completely understand. I don't understand why people like like One Piece fans think that's like a fucking betrayal of the series. It's like, no, <laughs> your series has been running for fucking longer than a lot of its fans have been alive. You fucking bastard. Yeah. People don't want to read all that. <laughs> people don't want to watch all that. And then on the same, like, I, I guess the same side, right? You have people that are like. You don't have to watch it all, like in in one sitting or not in one sitting. But you don't have to watch it all back to back. You don't have to read it all back to back. Yeah, nigga. And by the time that I catch up, there's gonna be another thousand chapters. What the fuck? Yeah, you can watch uh, the One Piece Basement Order. Oh man, even I can barely contain that one. Oh dude, that was a wild day where Mother's Basement was like the main Mother's character of basement, Twitter. Dude. That motherfucker was the main character of Twitter because of the most shittiest take you could possibly have. <laughs> okay, like my question is right, right? Like with all this notoriety <sighs> that he has around his name, why do people like still watch him? If I remember correctly, he has a few hundred thousand subscribers, right? I thought he had like a million. Let me go check. Really? Let me pull this up. No way. Hang on. I'm on. I'm on YouTube. Hang on. This man has. You're yeah, lying. 1.17 million lying. subscribers. You're yeah. lying. Oh, oh, funny you should mention One Piece because his most recent video is about One Piece. I don't know. I'm not fucking subscribed Do not to this read guy. One Piece. Okay. <laughs> 
Oh, man. I don't understand why people take Mother's Basement seriously. Especially after that fucking awful JoJo take he had. Jesus that Christ, was just dude. bad. Hey, did you guys know it's gatekeeping <laughs> to fucking tell people to watch a series in tell order? People... <laughs> Holy shit. Like, you can't gatekeep by telling people to, you know, actually follow the chronological order of an anime's release. <laughs> it's fucking toxic. It's, like, it's uh, like if you watched Breaking Bad season one and then skipped to season five. And like, we're like, yeah, I'm such a big fan of Breaking Bad, but I've never seen seasons two through four. Ooh-wee. Fuck <laughs> off, dude. Fuck right <laughs> off. But this dude's like, hey, watch part four, then part five. And it's like, what the fuck are you doing? The and then fuck? he's like, then go back and watch part three. How fucking, like, what the fuck? What the fuck are you talking about? Did you about? see the order that he put up? Did you no, see the... No, yes. No, I did. But I'm saying, like, this man needs to shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> It's 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 gatekeeping to ask somebody to watch an anime that's listed in parts in the order of the parts. Oh I'm man, so gen like no, I'm really I really am genuinely curious though. Who is still watching this man? Is it just people that aren't aware of who he is? It's like, like oh, it's all my recommended. You know, sure, I'll, I'll watch this. This thing interests me. It's the same is, people who there... watch like fucking Gigguk and fucking Seagog VA. And yeah, trash taste. It's them. those people. It's the anime Twitter people. That's what they do. Same niggas. Be the same niggas, bro. Like you, like a fucking your bud Tevin posted like his like the what do my subscribers watch from his YouTube analytics? And this nigga looked like disappointed because it's like if viewers watch them same people. I was like, holy fuck, I'd be disappointed oh, too. <laughs> Look, man, as much as I shit-talk anime fans, uh, y'all are pretty cool sometimes, and y'all can sometimes be the worst fucking people on the planet. Oh, oh and right next to Stan, they, they are for me, like, Stan Twitter and anime Twitter are, like, neck and neck. For which one is worse? I stay oh. off of both of them, dude. I will no, I, 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 am, I am actively <laughs> doing my best. I'm actively doing my best. I do not want to see another fan, another K-pop uh Fan came in my homepage. Never Dude, again. It's to the point where I will see a tweet and be like, hey, that's a banger. Like it. And then I'll see, oh, it's a K pop stan account. Unlike. And then I'll just keep going. I don't want that shit anywhere near me, man. Like, okay, here's the thing, right? It's not that, like, um, I dislike K pop as a genre because sometimes the songs are pretty good. You know what I mean? But the yeah. idol industry itself is, like, worse than, like, the anime and manga industry. It's, it is fucking, it is fucking terrible. horrible. Dude, we were discussing this uh, when you were over here in April. Yes. Yes, we were. But, like, it's just bad. Like, I've never seen an industry other than, like, the American film industry that is so blatantly, forward-facingly awful. Yeah. And people are still like, should have stand Luna. Like, oh, oh, damn. <laughs> Tell that to the fucking bitches that kill themselves or, or the people that have to starve themselves, you know, because they're trying to be fucking idols. Well, should have stand Blackpink. Should have stand BTS. Fuck off. How about you guys stand my dick and balls in your mouth? All right? <laughs> Fuck out of here. And that's probably bad to say because most of K-pop stand Twitter is like below the age of 15. That's yeah, probably, like, like, illegal. I'm sorry, FBI. Don't fucking arrest <laughs> me, okay? But but, but See, parents, fix your fucking you, kids. You would, you would be surprised, actually. There was, um... 
there was like a point in time where I was I was so tired of fan cams that I actually went to go report their accounts for spam just to, <laughs> to see if anything would happen. And like, uh, maybe not a lot of them, but a decent few of them were over the age of twenty. Oh Jesus, man! Like it had it in like in their body, you know, like their like their stand list yeah. or whatever, and like a quote from a song because you know it's how fucking they all fucking work or whatever. Yeah. And they have their age, and I mean, and I see some. I think the oldest one that I saw was 25. Oh my god! Being 25 fucking years old and hopping on Twitter to say, "Did it stand black?" Think, what the fuck are you doing with this? You know what the fuck? That's like that's like the fatless meme, but instead of Atlas, it's it's fucking K-pop. I'll have your latest copy of Jungkook's uh, solo album, please. <sighs> Oh, that's terrible. Oh, that's really it's, bad. Like, okay, I probably shouldn't be saying this. Like, on the case that any of my family members actually ever do listen to this, uh, listening uh, to this podcast, but I have a 30 something year old cousin that is into that shit. So, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> You know, like, I, I, like I don't, I don't hate her as a person. Like, obviously, no, no I don't hate any of my family. Well, I don't hate any of my uh, with an asterisk. Um, but it, it like, no, it, like it, it says a lot about her. Oh, to be over the age of thirty and be a fucking K-pop stan, or just a stan in general. To be a stan like, of anything, it's like, did I y'all mean, listen to the song? <laughs> like. like I saw the dumbest tweet. It's like, oh yeah, the word has been recontextualized because now it, uh, we are in a digital age. It's like, shut up. <laughs> that nigga killed his wife in the song, <laughs> and she was pregnant. <laughs> oh my yeah. god, has Eminem said anything about the word "stand" being taken by these fucking people and just being you know, completely bastardized? Has he said anything about that? I haven't been following him. Like, I haven't been like following up with him for a very long time now, but I don't doubt that he has. He's probably addressed it in a song or whatever to try to make a funny bar because that's how Eminem is. <laughs> that's an awfully hot coffee oh, pot. Coffee pot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Just to grab a boo. <laughs> Plus my penis. Dude, oh, my God. Yeah, we should probably move on from bullying. Uh, bullying uh, literal I gotta say, children. Pretty, I got. I got to. <laughs> yes, I got to say it's it, it's pretty funny bullying a minor. <laughs> or just you know what? Bullying. But, you know, probably move on from that. Yeah, or, let's uh, talk about before fucking. We get reported for like hate speech or something. I don't fucking. Before K-pop stands send a fucking lawsuit <laughs> to our house like they did with Two Mad. Yeah, let's move Dude. on. Okay, so did, have you played Resident Evil 8, Resident Evil Village? I have, I have. Yeah, me too. And what are, what are your impressions, thoughts. Doug? What are your impressions? Um, are we discussing spoilers? Uh, we can, yeah. Alright, then I feel like this would be a good time to put a spoiler mark in. Yes, I will, if you're watching the video version, I will put a timestamp. If you're wa- listening to the audio version, I will put a timestamp in the description. You'll have to probably scrub around to actually go for it. 
and find the proper yeah. time code um, on your phone or on your PC. But I will still include the timestamp for polite purposes. So spoilers in three, two, one, go. All right, you've been warned. Yes. Um, all right. Um, I don't know if I should be addressing the good or the bad first because it's kind of, it's kind of fifty-fifty for me. I'm not gonna lie. Yup. Um, like, okay. Let me let me let me discuss the good first. Yes. One, it's a good game. It, yes. It's a good game. Um, I really enjoyed it. Um. The. It. it yeah, I just have so much to say. I don't even know where to start. It, it, it's a good game. I, just, I won't deny it. Just that. what you like um, first, because I can I can corroborate the the like part. You'll go <laughs> out. Well, we'll make a thing. Like 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 this is this is so much to discuss, but it's it's a good game. Like you won't regret buying it at full price because mm. as short as it is, it's still a really like and it's a, it's an it's an enjoyable journey. Mm. Um, it's a quality Resident Evil title, that's for sure. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, Mercenaries is fun. It's. Mm-hmm. it's um, you know, not not exactly how I expected it to return, but it's fun. Um, let's see. Um, the core, especially in this one section. Oh, it's I'm spoilers. You can just say it. It's the, the yeah, I, I was. I, it's the baby. I forgot you. No, you know, yes, I forgot we were discussing spoilers. bro, that section was so good. It was mm-hmm. so good. Yep. Really felt like some classic you... RE shit. Like it reminded me most of like res- the original version of Resident Evil Two, where it had like the fucking zombie moth, like the really weird horror that Resident Evil used to have. It reminded me most of that. Like, oh, yeah. yeah, it didn't really like get like a visceral scare out of me so much as I did feel completely on edge. You know? Oh yeah. Because totally. like, because like I think what what the the first person duology I'll call them seven and eight do well is make you feel on edge you know mm-hmm. and i think i felt mo- that feeling the most like i could die at any moment during that the dollhouse section the baby section exactly you know yeah because you were completely completely bl- uh, blind without your mm-hmm. flash or with your flashlight i should say yeah and all you had was the ambient music and the creaks of the floor yeah that is it and that fucking those gross ass baby sounds yeah, and that um, that yeah. that that After, that's good stuff, yeah. dog. It's good stuff. It's quality Resident Evil horror. Quality. Yeah, it is all the stuff sure. that made the Resident Evil One remake and RE Two and Three and all the scary RE games. It's what made them great in the first place. It's true yeah, survival sure. horror. It's like the first quarter of Resident Evil Seven. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like that. exactly. With yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but um, how do you feel? Well, uh. uh <laughs> what a, let's get to that them them uh, them horn boys. <laughs> let's get to that the the horny niggas in the chat right now. <laughs> let's talk uh... about. Okay, look, I'm gonna be real honest, right? The game kind of falls off after Lady D dies. Mm, I well, like I'm not saying like it, it like fucking like nose dives in quality. It's just not as good. It just takes a like a notable yeah. uh, dip. It's just not as 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 good. Because, like, yeah. sexual shit aside, I really liked Lady D and her daughters. That's a really interesting idea. Mm. I really got, I really enjoyed that idea of this woman and her daughters who live in this castle, and they, they serve Mother Miranda, and she's got her brothers and shit. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. I was like, okay, I'm really into this idea. And there's a lot of really good, like, body horror that comes from that whole ca- section at Castle Dimitrisk. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, seeing all the corpses. Seeing all the corpses and all the fucking shit that Ethan gets fucking stabbed with. Yeah, I'm not good yeah, with that. Yeah. I'm not good with that. <laughs> I'm, I'm, it's, like, when they first hung that nigga up with the hooks, I was like, okay, I'm oh probably going to fucking... Oh, oh, my God. Yo. Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah, I... I... Oh man, I, I forgot about that part completely. I, I thought I was oh, gonna man. fucking. I thought if that was what they were doing at the start, I thought I was gonna fucking be vomiting by the end because I'm not. <laughs> I'm not really good with like stabbings and piercings and shit. You know what I mean? That's 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 where I draw a fucking line. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, I get you. But I, 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 yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I like I like what is brought to the table, but they really did advertise her way too much for the role that she actually ends up playing in the marketing of village in in the in the final product of resident evil village yeah i was actually just discussing this um but yeah like the fact that she's the first like you don't know what you don't know at the time obviously but she's the first boss and then after that you never see her again yep like what what the fuck was up with that (laughs) like yeah that would be like if all of the marketing for Resident Evil 7 was based only on Jack Baker. And you barely got to see the <laughs> yeah. fucking rest of the family. But like, at least with RA7, like, in the earliest shit, you got to see the whole fucking family at the table. And you're like, okay, we're fighting the whole fucking family. But no, with RE8, it's just big boobas. And all big. in your face. Booba. 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 Please step on me. I mean, like, don't get me wrong. Lady D is sexual. Lady D's hot. Yes. Okay, 100%. but yeah. but like, Sorry. did she really need to be the fucking central focus of the marketing? Because we all oh, still would have been making those jokes. We all still would have been saying, "Damn, she kind of got it going on." Even if they would have showed us all of the characters, that fucking what was that fucking dude with the stupid fucking glasses named? Holt, uh, not Holtzman. Um, what was it? It's the dude who fucking speaks weird. He speaks like fucking. No, yeah, yeah, he's he's the. <laughs> Yeah, he, the, the, his factory. His yeah, factory. he speaks like fucking, fucking like Will, like fucking Wilson Fisk in Daredevil. <laughs> he speaks really odd, but like if they'd have shown him more, that would have been nice. We kind of got to see a little bit of the Duke. Hello, Mister Winters. We kind of got to see yeah. a little bit of him in the marketing, but it's like all the all the other secondary characters and secondary antagonists. They're all like in the background. You know what I mean? Heisenberg. There you Heisenberg. Go. That yeah, I, knew, I, knew, I knew it started with an H. I knew it started with yeah. an H. can't believe I forgot yeah. that, even though I love Breaking Bad. But, like, I don't know. Uh, like, I just feel like Lady D was way over-advertised, and the game just wasn't as fun, and it felt way more action-heavy than RE7 did at its climax. You know what I mean? Well, I, I honestly only felt that during the last, like, maybe fourth of the game. I didn't really notice that um, otherwise. Yeah, so what I just, do you mean by that? like I just felt like like the like um the tension and the gameplay weren't escalating at the same rate. Like mm, the tension okay, was like okay. really slowly climbing, but the gameplay was like here's a fucking Chris Redfield level where it's Call of Duty. I was like slow the fuck down. I want you to know. I want you to know. Right. I was talking I was talking with my partner. Right. And um like I like she was basically with me for like almost the entire time, mm-hmm. but she had to go somewhere. And I told her, I'm playing a Call of Duty level. I'm closing this game, and I'm not finishing it. I don't care how good the, or bad the rest of the game is. I'm not finishing it. Because as soon as it got to Chris Ruff, I was like, no. No, this is bad. This is so bad. The only like takeaway that I had from that was, like, not a hero was good because it was a separate thing. Because yeah. it wasn't in the fucking middle 
of Resident Evil 7. Imagine if End of Zoe and Not a Hero were both just shoved into the middle of RE7. It wouldn't work. Yeah. Like no, not at all. And that's what RE8 does. And like I think it, it introduces a lot of shit that didn't need to fucking be there. Like the whole fucking the metamucite being the insp- the fucking pre- like it's like they tried to do the fucking progenitor p- plot point again, but with the metamucite, and I don't think it worked. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah, I got. You. Like I think like, and they like reference the fucking boulder punching Easter egg, and that was a real groaner <laughs> for me because I just. For the longest time, I just preferred to think that that was an exaggeration of what really happened. But no, it's, no. I'm gonna kill that boulder-punching asshole. God damn it, Resident Evil. You fucking said the thing. You they can't leave that goofy shit in the past. <laughs> okay, oh, yeah. Okay. I wanted to go uh, back for a second. Good. To, um, what you were saying earlier. You know, I think the whole reason that Lady D was like the main marketing or yeah main character used for marketing was because just the rest of the characters just aren't interesting yep like if they didn't use her what the fuck would they show uh ooh, scary doll ooh, ooh really really got me there <laughs> oh man with a creepy accent Ooh, fucking we <laughs> like if 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 she were in the role of like mother miranda if mother miranda didn't exist and it was lady dimitrisk who was the ultimate big bad? I that would make that sense. That would have made more sense than right. Actually that would have been a game. lot better, you know. And it's like okay, yeah. these side villains suck, but these are all sub bosses compared to big booba vampire zombie woman who's fucking got this weird fucking eldritch form, wherever the fuck that was. <laughs> that would have been a good ending. That's the that's the regular Resident Evil formula. Yeah. That's how yeah. every other game does it. It's tried and it's true. Mm-hmm. But like no. I just I just didn't care by the time Lady D died. One, because the other villains weren't as good. And two, because I also don't like Ethan Winters and his family and their storyline. Really? Even even with the ending? I don't. I just don't think Ethan Winters is a good enough protagonist. Because he kind of isn't one. He is the blankest of slates. He is like yeah. if Caden Alenko were the playable character of Mass Effect. That's what Ethan Winters is. The blandest mm-hmm. bread. While yeah. this nigga got married in the first place, Mia must have settled for his ass. You know what I mean? <laughs> but like, it, like it, it, I just don't care when Ethan Winters is like suffering because I'm just like, damn. Sucks to be him, but he's got like no personality. Yeah. You know? Yeah, no, I got you, I got you. At least compared to people like fucking Chris or Jill or Leon and Claire, we'll get to them in a minute. We'll get to Leon and Claire in a minute. Yeah. They're, they're, we're saving them for after we're done talking about Village. Because we're gonna we're, <laughs> we're right. definitely going to discuss Infinite Darkness. Oh, 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 yeah, right, 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 right. Yeah. I mean, we could talk about that right now if we wrap up what we're talking about with Village. But I just, like, for me at least, it delivered a satisfactory package... But I still prefer Resident Evil Seven. Mm-hmm. That's, that's that's as much that's, that's as exactly, much as I can say. That's that's basically exactly what I was saying when I finished the game. Yeah, and to um, and to branch off of that a little bit, have you played Reverse at all? Is wait Reverse wasn't that the uh, the multiplayer? Well, thing. Was that the, was, was that the game attached that was yes. 
that was okay. Then I, th I I didn't even know that released. Like I saw it in my library. It's in my library, oh, yeah. And I want to just know, have I, you played it yet? I have not because I didn't know that it was available yet. I've seen a little bit of gameplay and it it looks like shit. Like I already thought it was gonna really? be shit, but it looks like dude. They've got Jack Baker in the fucking game, right? <laughs> and you know what oh, they yeah, didn't yeah. do? They didn't bring back his VA to do new voice lines. So. When hey, Jack Baker, fuck? like, kills you, it's, Welcome to the family, son. It's so... That's so I, I stunted the delivery on that because that's how it sounds. They literally ripped it out of the game and had to cut it for some fucking reason. Like, hey, Capcom, did you guys delete all your sound files? You guys like, couldn't have just dug that's... that fucking raw line up out of, like, a fucking folder <laughs> or something? Just get the full, Welcome Seriously. to the family, son. Rather than just, Welcome to the family, son. It's like, it sounds, oh, it, it just God. looks like shit. Like we said last episode, nobody fucking wants to play competitive multiplayer Resident Evil. That's not what this franchise is good for. Co-op, another oh, story. Yeah. Co-op is good stuff. But yeah, yeah. but competitive multiplayer, that's not what we go to Resident Evil for. So, yeah, I, I just checked and uh, it says that it, it's a pre-order, so I don't, I don't really know. That's a weird um, fucking thing to bundle in with a full price release. <laughs> Dude, they are, that, they are that desperate for players that they... Hope that they forget that this is installed onto their consoles. Like, yo, you know what? I'll give this a shot. They are that desperate, bro. They are that desperate. What is taking up all this space? Reverse? Might as well give it a... Holy fuck, this sucks! <laughs> so, I, I don't... I'm not going to pretend to understand what the fuck Capcom... Like, is going through Capcom's head. Ever. But, I'm just... I just don't care. Uh, like, RE8 was good. That's the last I'm going to hear of it until like a year or two from now when I decide to replay it. So, yeah, that that's it for oh. me. Unless they release no, any I DLCs agree. for it, in which case, hey, I'll I'll, I'll fucking redownload that. I'll redownload. Yeah. I'll, I'll download Resident Evil 4 Remake when that fucking game comes out. No way they're not going to fucking make that game, given all the shit that's in Resident Evil Village and all the systems oh, yeah. that they totally ripped out of RE4 to put in a Resident Evil Village. That game is definitely <laughs> coming. And they already kind of, like, yeah. announced that it was a development, kind of. And we already kind of knew it existed. But, yeah. like, now it's like, okay, we're just waiting on the fucking release date and the price now. That's all we're waiting on. So. With that being said about Resident Evil Village, Infinite Darkness, something infinitely... More interesting. No. That was good. That was good. I'll give you that one. Uh, Segways are my speciality. I, I want to hear your uh, thoughts first this time. I am excited. One, because it's the grand return of the the uh, of Leon and Claire. It's not Resident Evil 2 Remake, which some people would say that. But no. This is post-RE6 Leon and Claire. And they're teaming up for... Whatever the fuck is going to be going down in this fucking show. I have faith that Netflix will deliver, given how good Castlevania's been, and how good a, how good a lot of their their video game content has been on the Netflix platform. I'm, I'm fairly confident that this will at least, if not be great, be really entertaining. Because yes. the CG yes. RE series, not always the most RE... Um, there's that one fucking weird-ass fight scene with Chris and that fucking dude 
where they're like not touching each other. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So CGRE up to this point has always been like kind of a gamble, but they've got some good talent behind it. They're bringing back um, the actors for Leon and Claire from Resident Evil Two Remake, which is a good fucking sign that they might Hell come yeah. back to reprise those characters' roles in the future. I mean, this is officially produced hey. by Capcom, isn't it? I'm not sure, honestly. I thought it was like officially like uh, Netflix was making it, but Capcom was like, "Here, have all of this shit." I, I thought that was the case, but I mean, if it's not, it's not. But I'm I, this. It, it doesn't look like it's gonna suck. It looks incredibly good so far, and uh, I, that's that's the yeah. best thing I can say about it is that it doesn't look like fucking dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm just glad that the. The franchise is finally branching out to, you know, extend its universe and not make shitty live action movies. So, you know, there's that. Okay, there's that. look, man. At least Don't they were fun me. to watch. At least they were fun to watch. <laughs> okay, you know what? Fine. Fine, fine. You know, I wouldn't know because when I was a kid and I watched those movies, I was sitting behind a pillow basically the entire time. So I couldn't be wrong. But, you know. Um, if you go back and you rewatch them. I haven't heard. I haven't heard the best things about it. No, I actually never have just because I've completely lost interest. Okay, look, well. man. Um, those are directed by, I believe, uh, Paul W.S. Anderson, right? Yes, Paul W.S. Anderson. And those movies, at least the early ones, very much feel like an excuse to show off his wife's rockin' bod. <laughs> 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 but I do have to admit that they're so schlocky and kind of bad that I do enjoy watching them on occasion. Not like Afterlife or whatever, but like if I'm like <clears throat> aided by certain substances of dubious legality Whoa. with All some right, friends. Right. We, we, we don't want to get banned. Come with on. some friends and a pizza or two. They are a fun watch. They are a good, enjoyable ride with some incredibly schlocky, over-the-top action. No one gives a shit about the story because, look, man, Alice is the main fucking character. Jill and Chris show up and Wesker shows up and shit. No one fucking cares. It's just just fun. It's just fun. They're bad, but they're fun. That's all I got to say about those. See, like, your your entire point is that you got to be... Like, you know, like poison in some way, you know? Um, try watching them when you're not. And, and then. Yes, they're bad! <laughs> but they're fun. But they're fun. That's what I can say about them. That's the best thing I can say. But fucking back to Infinite Darkness, though. I don't know. It's. It looks like it'll be sort of the same vibe as, like, Revelations and Revelations 2 kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Where they've got like a heavily integrated sort of not killing monsters plot. I know they made another um, CG movie starring Leon and Claire some years back, I believe. Um, mm. If I can find that, let me let me see. Yes, I help you. I'm pretty sure they made one. It was like um, Degeneration and Damnation. That's what those are from 2008 and 2012. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I, I know that those exist. And, and, what, and what, wait, another one called Resident Evil Vendetta. Huh. Oh, what the fuck is this? I don't know what the, oh, I don't know what the fuck it something. is. 
That's like, something. You, you see the art for it, right? Yes, it's got fucking Leon and what looks to be a right before Resident Evil 8 Chris, even though this came out in 2017, after 7. Yeah. It, it, I mean, I've never seen Vendetta, but I guess I might have to. Hey, it's got Rebecca Chambers in it? Sign me up. Alright, we're done. It's a watch. After this podcast concludes, I'm going to find um, a totally legal service to watch this on. <laughs> shit you had me at rebecca chambers dog mm. look man i may be tw- i may be fucking two decades old but like rebecca your heart my heart belongs to you okay fair honestly fair yeah. I, 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 when yeah, i was younger I rebecca chambers was like the shit now um eh, not so much but you know what <laughs> Like, all right, all right, weird fucking topic, okay? Mm-hmm. Cons- but, like, the Resident Evil best girl, who you got, though? Okay, like, my child self wants to say Ada. Like, obviously, fucking Ada. Yeah. But, I don't know. I, I, I re- Last time I even considered this, it would it was still Ada. But I'm not sure if my mind has changed on that. Mm. I I can completely understand that, especially now that Ada showed back up in RE2R. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta agree. Shoddy a little bad. <laughs> Shoddy. <laughs> like, okay. <no. laughs> oh, man. I just speak in shit posts. But yeah, I understand. I understand what you mean. Um, I, can, I can see that. See, for me, it's like a tie between like Ada. And new Claire, I would you know I was I was considering that like when uh like when you asked me right there, but I was like eh, because uh, no but uh, yeah totally totally get why you would pick her too though because there's like this video of uh Stephanie Panicello reacting like a bunch of fucking RE2 R mods and she kind of put it perfectly she was like RE2 it kind of felt like Capcom was like leaning into like the Cleon shit a little bit. Where they're like, oh. where they're like, yeah. did Leon and Claire want to fuck? And I'm like, I'm going to be honest, when I first played the original Resident Evil 2, that's like not the vibe that I got. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> that's like not at all what I was thinking. Because I was just like, man, I'm so terrified. Might have to poopy in my shorts. You know what I mean? <laughs> 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 but like, now that RE2R's come out, you can kind of, you can kind of see that like Claire kind of wants the, the, the the meat from Leon, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, she yeah. wants that nightstick. Uh, <laughs> uh, <hey. laughs> oh man, I am like a fucking weirdo. But <laughs> dude, I'm right there with you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I've just spent so much time in my life debating about fucking anime girls on the internet that like this shit just that yeah, that, that this shit comes second nature at this point, bro. This <laughs> second nature is like shit. I've been yeah, I've I haven't been, forgotten your old way. <laughs> nigga, I've been defending this shit with my life. I've been defending Hinata for years, my nigga. And now I have to Oh, that was uh, that was an odd silence. What fucking facial expression did you make? 
What? No. Oh, <laughs> I was about to say because that because like you just gave like no response, and I thought I was figuring you would have been like, "What the fuck, Hinata?" Oh. And that's the response I expected because I'm conditioned to hear people call me a fucking idiot for that. But are no, you forgetting. Are you forgetting who I am? Hello, Joe. You're the nigga who roasted me on the first episode because I like On and Yukiko, and fucking can't decide whether or not I like Mitsuru or Yukari more. Okay. Alright. Fair. I, 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 that crushed me deep, Joe, because I'm a simp I'll give you for that. Yukiko, you know, Joe. You know. I own a figure of her on my fucking... in my fucking collection, dog. She's on my fight <laughs> stick, Joe! She's on my fight stick! <laughs> He's been right this entire time. I am gonna bully him for it. Um, Why? <laughs> What's your problem with them, dog? I'm pl- no, I'm playing. I'm playing, Shawty. I'm playing. Niggas roast me for my opinions, Joe. I get bro, so defensive. Bro, you're you're saying that. You're saying that. All right, but like I have actually been considering this, right? If I had the space, like above my, uh, my desk or something, or just somewhere where I can, you know, set um like drawers over or whatever, so I can mm-hmm. up. Like, I would totally get anime. What the fuck? Like, <laughs> nah, man, I thought you roasted me for the opinion of liking fucking bland ass girls, as so many people have said on my timeline. You know, know, actually, since, since that last conversation, I've, you know, I've been like peering back into Persona 4, and I gotta say, you know what? I, I, I take back that you can go. Um, take. I kind of get it, I kind of get the hype. Yeah, this aided by the fact that literally everybody coming out the fucking woodwork now talk about, I was a fan of Yukiko. Thank you, fucking Medi, not the bad guy. Thank you, fucking Sugar Punch Productions for fucking putting out that abitorial, talking about how good Yukiko's character was the whole time. What the? Where, where did this come from? I actually haven't seen this. What the fuck? I'll have to send you these videos because Medi made a video about it and um, there was an abitorial about it, both about Yukiko and how, like, misunderstood her character was because of a fucking dumb meme that Pat from the Best Friends started perpetuating years ago. Oh, God. About how Yukiko's, like, mad indecisive or whatever. And, like, I kind of get that, but also I don't. I don't know. I just really like oh, Yukiko no. a lot. Shame her voice actress Man. is fucking nuts, but still. Man, if only there was a certain event that happened in the game that could, you know, see the progression of, you know, that not happening as much... Oh, oh, that's right. Social links. Oh, <laughs> damn. You got me. You got me, man. People just never hit the rank 10. <laughs> just never got the rank 10, man. And I was obsessed with getting the rank 10 for everybody, for all my party members. I don't know. Persona 4 and 3 just had some kind of, like, god tier waifus, Loki. Like, yeah. fucking Mitsuru, Yukari. Uh, we're going to ignore We're going to ignore Fuka. Oof. Uh, Chihiro. Fuka, Fuka does not exist. <laughs> Fuka didn't exist until Persona 4 Arena. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> she didn't exist That's until true. then. Fucking Mitsuru Yukari, uh, Chihiro. Who was that black girl in Persona 3? The black girl? Oh, for the uh, from sporting? The cl- yeah, from the club, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 from the, one of the three clubs. Yeah. I forget her name. Those are like, yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> but they're like great. <laughs> Persona 4, all the main investigation team members are kind of fucking, are kind of great. Uh, you see, you got Chie, Yukiko, Naoto, Kanji, you know. Uh, good wife. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, I gotta make that joke every time because I'm like a kanji simp. I mean, the old logo That's had true. me had my half represented as kanji, so I gotta admit, yeah, 
Oh, and speaking of the half of the old logo, we totally got an announcement for Stone Ocean, didn't we? <gasps> oh my god, we did. We, we did. did. We Man, did. that Joestar Inherited Soul event was a fucking roller coaster. <laughs> because okay, for the view for the for the listeners at home. During, like, certain parts of this event, I was totally blowing up Joe's phone like, yo, this shit sucks. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I, I would be texting you. Like, we would be, be back and forth. It's like, you saw this fucking subtitle, right? Yeah, right? Yo, the subtitles were so <laughs> fucking bad. Oh, they were so bad. Like, they were, like, live subtitling it. Like, my thing is, like, right? Why couldn't you guys have just recorded this, like, a week ago? And then yeah, fully I... subtitled it, and then put it out. Y'all could have done it like the day before. You know what I mean? I don't. I don't. I don't get that because <laughs> like there was nothing that happened in the event that would indicate that it's live. Mm-hmm. Like they didn't like interact with, uh, like with the uh, quote unquote audience. I guess. You know, yeah, they watchers. didn't turn to the but camera like, and be like, "What was your favorite JoJo moment?" Like it's like some Dora or some tweet, shit. Hashtag blah 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 blah. <laughs> yeah, like they they didn't do any of that shit. Right. I don't see why they couldn't have just been like, yeah. Um, oh, let's not talk about the price either. Let, let's not talk about <laughs> it's like forty-four dollars. Let's not talk about that price. Let, let, let's not. Oh man, because um, look, man, we're far enough out from the event. We totally paid for it. We totally bought that, and it was kind of a oh, ripoff. Yeah. Like for those <laughs> subtitles, and for what we ended up getting, for it was like an hour and a half, or like two hours, wasn't it? It was it was almost two uh, it was almost two hours of complete bullshit that we couldn't understand and we had no idea we got fucking Duang subtitles <laughs> we got Duang subtitles on an official shit yo it's like okay look live voice acting in like like that's like some Japanese shit but that's really cool it's really cool and I like watching those videos from time to time you know what I mean right, right. but. Paying forty four dollars <laughs> for for ninety minutes. I'm saying this as someone who lives in America. Okay, for Japanese fans, it was probably fun because y'all niggas actually speak the language. You know what I mean? I don't speak right. enough Japanese for that to be enjoyable to me. I can read the menus on some of my Japanese games. That's as far as it goes for me. Gotta fucking pick up my Babel and Duolingo lessons. You know what I mean? <laughs> but fucking, like, for those shitty-ass subtitles, which is part of what you're paying for, it wasn't worth it. And you got 90 oh, minutes no. of live voice acting that pretty much nobody cared about until, like, something big and explosive would happen in each of their sessions, which was cool, you know? Yeah, but, like, it was only, like, yeah. the last, like, 15 minutes when Stone Ocean got announced, you know... That everybody gave a shit, and that's when I was hype as fuck. That's when I was leaping out of my fucking chair and Yo. fucking chucking and jiving in my room and shit. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> that was what we came there for. Exactly. But it took ninety minutes out of like uh, an hour forty-five to get there. It, it yeah. just it, it just wasn't uh, it wasn't what we needed to see. <laughs> Man. Like, was the fucking Golden Wind reveal that bad? Dude, that's that's the thing. Like, the Golden uh, Golden Wind reveal was basically all about the new event. Like the very first one, it was all or it was all about the the new um part. It was all about the new part. This one, it was every other part and then part six. I was like, ooh boy. 
sure wanted to fucking hear Jonathan's VA do the damn Sunlight Yellow Overdrive again. Because they, they recorded that shit for the anime and for fucking J-Stars and for fucking uh, All-Star Battle and for Eyes of Heaven and for all the other live voice acting sessions and for this. I would fucking be so tired. <laughs> Them niggas must love JoJo because I, even that would push my fucking fandom to the limits. If I had to just keep doing that same shit over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. At least fucking Daisuke... Huh? No, go ahead. I was gonna say, at least Daisuke Ono still has to appear again for Stone Ocean. You know? Yeah. At least he has to come back. (laughs) (laughs) But the niggas for fucking Jorno and Josuke and Young Joseph, they don't. Not like old Joseph can come back because Unshu Ishizuka is, you know, beyond this world, God rest his soul. But still. Right. It's like I, it just wasn't necessary. What were you gonna say, Joe? No, I, w- I was just gonna say that. It, like, I, I, I honestly, I don't know. I don't. <laughs> I was just so lost, so lost during that entire thing. It was, it was dumb. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you. It's not like we could fucking. Re- it's not like we could fucking read what they were trying to say. You know what I mean? <laughs> fucking yeah. dumb shit. But hey, man, at least Stone Ocean's coming. You know. That was it's it's coming sometime this year. Finally, people won't hate it. Finally, people will get to understand what I like about it so much. Finally, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, hey, look at how much the fucking opinion of Golden Wind changed when that uh, anime adaptation came out. You know, was it really that hated? Really, it was just because it was mostly because like the translation was bad. Like, I really wasn't a big fan of Golden Wind even before the anime came out. I'm still not the biggest fan of Golden Wind, even though it's pretty good. I'm not like fucking certain YouTubers who make fucking like hour plus long videos about how it's like the deepest shit on the planet. <laughs> of course. But I just I just thought it was okay. Twitter anim- uh, anime Twitter user. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I, I, I wasn't like that. I just thought it was okay, you know, because my favorite part will always be like part fucking four. Part two, part eight, you know what I mean? Mm. I mean, because <laughs> it fucking better be part eight, because I'd be on the edge of my fucking seat every month when these chapters come out. Especially <laughs> this month, because chapter 107 was pretty, pretty good stuff. Um, the tension's really ramping up with JoJo Land now, but that's besides the point. Um, hopefully. And Jolene's voice actress follow, gave her that young Twitter follow, one of my best follows. Dude, yes. Yes. Yeah. We were there. We were there live chatting that shit. Talking about man. Yeah. Wife time. <laughs> I, I just I just love how passionate she is about it. Like yep. that that's what really like seeing her, you know, start to cry a little bit and get so emotional. I was like, We're in good hands, boys. We're yeah. in good hands. Yeah. That's how you know. They, they're they making the fucking... The fans are making this anime. Because the niggas at David Pro, they're fans of this series. And to see that they're getting, like, people who are, like, legitimate, like, diehard fans for this shit to actually act in it just lends that much more credence and uh, weight to her performance. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it, like imagine if they hired, um, like, I don't know, just one of the most famous um, actors or actresses to fill a role. It's like, oh, okay. It's that person. Hey, man, that's cool. kind of what Capcom did with uh, Nick Apostolides. You know, he talks all the time about how much he was a fan of Resident Evil, how he plays all of them with his brothers and shit. If you watched, like, 
the Sphere Hunters uh, streams with him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So and it's like okay, I just I just really like it when fans get to give back to series that way. You know that just really tickles my fancy a lot of the time. Okay, so I got you. I yeah, got you. Stone Ocean's gonna be great. I just want to know who's gonna be voice acting my uh my Plankton Mama. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just a crumb. Uh, best girl from Part Six. A, a crumb, please. Question mark. A crumb. <laughs> yes, obviously the best girl from Part Six. <laughs> Running up right behind Foo Fighters would be uh, Jolene. Um, under Jolene, maybe Hermes. Uh, okay. Guess. Part six had a lot of pretty, pretty, pretty fire, pretty fire babes. Not gonna lie, pretty fire bitches. Don't no, forget was it the bitches. Weather report, right? That's uh, like that was honestly, dog. Oh wait, no wait. Oh yeah, yeah. Right, honestly, right, right. was like a girl for like six chapters, and then he became a he. And it was just okay. never explained. <laughs> now, Weather Report was always a dude. He was always a him. No, it was, it was like, <laughs> I'm not going to lie, I kind of slouched uh, through those first few chapters, so I don't, I don't remember oh, man. Um, much from that from that art. Shameful. Yeah, Weather Report was weather report was cool. Weza I mean, Weather Report is the whole fucking reason why people want, like, Virtual Insanity to be the ending song for the uh, for True, yeah. With that fucking, <laughs> I mean, granted, that video's great. Yeah, it is amazing, and I'm it's a big fan of fucking Jamiroquai. You know, other songs would fit the bill better. You know? well, what, do, what 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 do you got? What do you think? You know, last time you asked me this, I had no idea. Mm-hmm. I still have no idea, but well, I just true. know that, um, like you know, I'm I'm not a sound manager or sound producer, or whoever handles that department. Yeah, but, you know, they're like they would, they know. See. Because I'm, like, because uh, the past few parts, like, parts three, four, and I'd, I'd say mostly three and four, they kind of had, like, pop music from that era. Like, part, like, the first half of part three had Walk Like an Egyptian, and part four had I Want You, you know? Mm-hmm. And you could kind of say that same thing with, like, the first half of part five, because they had um, Freaking You by Jodeci, you know? But like I okay, want like then... <laughs> that's the that's my favorite one. Not gonna lie. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I I like it better than um yeah, Modern yeah. Crusaders. Modern Crusaders. Even though Modern Crusaders is like thematically relevant, I'm yeah, like yeah, yeah, but I want to hear about the style. Freaking <laughs> yeah. I want to I want to hear JoJo characters being horny after one of the main characters just died. The gay <laughs> mafia talk. <laughs> <laughs> but like I want like contemporary pop music because part six is set in like twenty eleven or something. Like early twenty tens. Like I want some early twenty tens pop music, not gonna lie. Some yeah, like exactly. I know Araki's a fan of Rihanna, you know. Cause is he it? Yeah. Um fucking Daya Higashikata stand from part eight is called California King Bed. Mm. One of the better Rihanna songs. Um, I know he's a fan of like like pop music from like the two thousands because he's got like Lady Gaga and shit, you know. So it's like I, that's what I want. I want something contemporary, at least for like the first half, you know, or the first two thirds. Just something poppy and contemporary, preferably like Katy Perry or Rihanna or something. That's my pick, you know. Doesn't have All to right. be the most fucking thematically themed shit, <laughs> you know what I mean? If I can be in the credits jamming, that's all I care about. Fucking fucking imagine you, you like you finish the first or. No, it's the first episodes that don't have... Okay, yeah. The second episode, right? You're like, oh my god, okay, I've been waiting. I hope it's to see the ending. And it's fucking Firework by Katy Perry. 
Like, could you imagine that shit? That would be pretty sick, but that wasn't the song I was thinking of. Or, you know, I was thinking of something else. Like, I don't oh, no, know. It's just like, it just wouldn't be fire. But that would still be cool. Just came to my, it just came to my head. And that's what you think of. I always think of fucking Teenage Dream whenever I think of Katy Perry. For okay, some reason. Yeah, I don't know. It's just because the, 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 my brain's RAM is kind of fucked up to where, like, I can't remember, like, basic shit, but on tap I can fucking sing Teenage Dream for some reason. Like my like my, my my it's just fucked up. I don't know why my brain decided let's put this in the forefront so that at any moment we can just do this. Like I don't I don't get it. I don't know why, but but whatever the fuck. In any case, so notion gonna be good. Now, let's move on. So, a little birdie told me that Destiny Two got a pretty massive update to its customization features, like your guns and your cosmetic upgrades especially which was one of my bigger gripes with destiny 2 when i played it mm-hmm. so would you, would you like elaborate on like what's been going on with that for me man you brought that up and i got i got flashbacks i got ptsd already holy shit um <sighs> let's hear it um all right so i i gotta say right now now that it's actually been introduced i gotta say that you know, my opinions aren't as bad as they were, mm-hmm. but I still have some gripes with it. Um, for those that aren't aware, um, before the current season started, which is earlier this month, um, in a weekly update, Bungie said, okay, we're bringing Transmog. This is how it's going to work, right? And so you need the whole concept is that you kill stuff, you get a material. I was like, okay, what do I do with this material? Mm-hmm. You buy a bounty. It's not like you've been grinding bounties for the last, in how many seasons now? Fucking five, six. It's like four seasons. years, dog. That Destiny Two's been out, <laughs> and even more if you count well, D One. Just, just more, just more recently until um when the whole season pass became introduced. That's when it became especially bad. Mm-hmm. That's when it became especially bad. But um, yeah, it's like okay, I, I, I let's say okay, I finish this bounty. What do I do next? You gotta turn it into the material that you need. And then that material will let you transmog. It's like so complicated for what it is. <laughs> like if, if you compare it to games like Final Fantasy XIV and WoW, and I compare it to those games because Destiny in the past has said that it wants to be an MMO, like it's trying to be an MMO. So it's fair to you compare it to other MMOs. Yeah. And those games, it's literally in the click of a few buttons. It doesn't cost you anything. Well, in, I don't know about WoW, but in Final Fantasy fourteen it costs you prisms, but those are um, super, super easy in the game. You don't have to do much to get them. Yeah. And then, compared to Destiny 2, all this grinding shit, which brings it back to what you said at the beginning of the podcast. Yeah, three and a full grinding, fucking circle, dog. Grinding is fucking garbage. Mm-hmm. Like, grinding for something that's so easy in any other game yeah jeez it's bad and then they made it even worse by saying you can only um get 10 materials per class that will actually transmog um each season that's made it even worse jeez adding adding a cap to what you could choose to grind is it's like like what went through their heads right and then they tried to do um like crowd control with oh yeah but with the next like the 
when the season comes out, you can do 20 instead of 10. Like, oh, rubbing salt in the wound at this point. <laughs> it's, That's funny. It, it's it, the, the way that they announced it was not very good, I got to say. Not at all. And what about what about its like actual implementation? Like, is it an overall benefit to Destiny as uh, like a game? Because one of my biggest gripes when I was actually like an active player was that like everybody kind of looked the same, mm-hmm. and that like I kind of got tired of like of not being able to use my favorite armor pieces because they would eventually be outdated, you know. And right, it was kind of a right. pain in the ass to get upgrade modules to keep them on the same level. It's like, is that is that still there? Is it still kind of a pain in the ass to look the way that you want? Um. All in all, it's okay for me. Fa- fashion is very important to me as a player, yes. right? And um, other people, I was like, oh, I don't care how I look. I just want to, you know, perform the best. I just want to have the most uh, abilities thrown. You know, most super. He's like, yada yada yada. Like yeah, oh, whatever. You're you're a loser, anyways. Um, <laughs> but but for me, especially, fashion is very important, right? And I gotta say, with its current implementation, how they how they do it is they give you, I think, um, fifteen or ten, um, of the material that you need to transmog like right off the bat as soon as you finish the quest for it. Which okay, that's that, that, that's pretty good. So they give us like you know some leeway in that regard. And of those that they give you, I haven't used all of them. And I already look how I want to. So, it's, for me, it for me hasn't been that bad. Um, and I haven't really heard any complaints about it, honestly. Mm-hmm. It's just the whole having a cap concept is what really pissed people off. And especially me. Because I was like, okay, well, if I'm choosing to do this. Why are you not letting me? You know, why are you not letting me do it? Right. So. But, like grinding is yeah, already a it's... big enough pain in the ass. And now you're telling me that I can't grind as much as I need to? Yeah. Yeah. It's bad. It's bad. But um, also, along with that, the bounties that they give you, I kind of notice that you get them done passively. Like, you don't have to actually go out grind for them. Like, it'll just... Like, it gives you a bounty for... Crucible, Gambit, um, Strikes, Raids, Dungeons, and just, like, um, like roaming activities. Mm-hmm. Like, a free roam activities. Yeah. If you go do those activities, you don't have to be actively grinding because you're passively going to get it. Like, in Crucible, it's like, oh, uh, get 150 solar kills and win, I don't know, two games, three games. You're using solar weapons anyway while you're playing Crucible. So it's not that bad. It's just, okay. Again, it just comes back. It just comes back to the idea that there's a cap for it, and that's that's just not okay. And the only solution, I haven't brought it up, but the only solution to that is money. Oof! Oh man, that had to enter the equation at some point, didn't it? So, damn, that's unfortunate. But you know what? It's not like I'm on the inside looking out, you know. I'm always with Destiny on the outside looking in. 
So right. interesting to hear an actual Destiny player's take on it because I get told a lot because I have a lot of friends who are Destiny players, a lot of family who are Destiny players, mm-hmm. and so I hear about it a lot. So I at least wanted your take on it because you are like one of the more prominent Destiny players that I know. Right. But you know, this is like coming off the launch of like Outriders. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yet another. Let's not talk about that. No, we're gonna do oh, it man. because I've got an oh, idea are we to propose. Going to? Yes, because I got going an idea to, to propose. Talk about it. Yes, we fucking are. Oh man. Unfortunately. Oh, man. Okay. So Okay. Um so we're we're getting some low hanging fruit, I see. Right, <laughs> low hanging <go> fruit. <laughs> I think just the overall like non success. I mean it's a success by Square Enix's standards, but by everybody else's standards, everybody's going back to Destiny at this point. And that's yeah. kind of my point when when I when, when I with what I want to bring up. So I kinda of had this idea like a month or so, like a month and a half ago, called the Destiny mm-hmm. Cycle. Or as I call oh, it, because right. yeah. I'm a fucking That's narcissist, cool. Adam's Law. <laughs> yeah. Where it's I like a three-stage cycle broken up into nine individual steps that always happens with games like The Division 1 and 2, Anthem, and Outriders. Uh, mm-hmm. And kind of you saw it with Borderlands 3, how people just drop that fucking game like a set oh, yeah. of bricks. Where it's like... Well, you pl- Borderlands 3 just had its own problems. That yes. Like, all of this that was going on just kind of, like, added to it. Yes, but you gotta admit, if there was any game that was gonna take the sort... That was gonna try and steal Destiny's Thunder of the current big looter shooter, it would have been Borderlands. You'd have expected it to be Borderlands. Right, right. Because Borderlands is, like, the modern looter shooter, you know? Right, I got you, I got you. But, like, it, it kind of goes like this. So, stage one, right? Tell me if I'm tell me if I'm spitting any fucking lies while I read this out, okay? Stage right, one. Go ahead. You got Destiny. It's called Destiny. Step one, you play Destiny. Step two, you complain about it endlessly. Step three, whenever some new content releases, Destiny suddenly becomes the best shit ever. Okay? Moving on Mm -hmm. to stage number two. We got step four. A new always online cooperative looter shooter gets announced. Step five, you're loving all the news. Step six, you think it's going to be even better than Destiny. Starting to sound a little bit familiar to how the Destiny community acts, doesn't it? (laughs) stage three the return step seven the game releases step eight it sucks boring comma generic comma same gameplay as destiny but slightly worse comma bad story comma no end game content etc etc and -hmm. step nine you go back to destiny rinse repeat ad infinitum and like I said, this I happened with, with this happened with the division one and two. This happened with Anthem, and it just happened again with Outriders. I gotta say that's entirely accurate. I, that is from the time that I was like back, back, back like during high school when you well, like when we when we were both in high school, Adam. Uh-huh. Like at that time, I would have been part of that cycle. I'm so happy that I I just stopped caring about it. Like stopped caring about, <laughs> like I still care about Destiny, but like the entire genre besides that, I'm just like okay, whatever. Yeah, I mean like Destiny's the only kind of like always online looter shooter that's kind of worked. It's the only one that's maintained a consistent, sustained like business model, sustained player base. You know what right, I mean? Right. Since fucking D one, it's just maintained that sort of steam, maintained that hype. And it seems like Activision isn't going to stop 
adding shit to, or, or Bungie because they left Activision isn't going to stop adding right. stuff to Destiny 2 because now they've got ports on the newer gen consoles, the Series X and the PS5. Mm-hmm. And it seems like that train isn't going to run out of steam anytime soon. And it's like, how many For sure. always online, cooperative looter shooters are going to come out and die before that genre just lets Destiny hold all the thunder? How many Honestly. more examples need to be made? <laughs> How many more victims do we need? For real. It's like, nothing against Destiny, but like, man, they're they're doing something right. As much I mean, as I'm not a fan mean. of what they're doing, they're doing something right to where every other game literally cannot compete. Dude, it's crazy, because like, some days there will be over a million people online, and that's a lot more than even some current MMOs or even some current like um like big game of the month. Yeah. Like it's crazy. It's crazy. It's just they're doing something okay. Whether or not it's like the FOMO or it's just that the content is really that good, I couldn't tell you. But I just I I it's not that I don't want other people to try. It's that they're not trying in the right ways. That's what I'm trying to say. No, I yeah, I agree. I agree. It's like it doesn't help that it's fucking Bungie behind it, and they probably have the most experience in shooters than any other current um, developer. Pretty much, like they made the defining shooter before Call of Duty the came fucking, around. Dude, yeah, the fucking yeah, exactly. And it's like, I, I wouldn't expect developers like fucking Ubisoft or fucking... Is, is Operators made by Squeenix? Is it at least Dude, published I, by them? I fucking... One of my friends um, used that acronym, and I, I, I don't know how to feel about it. I said Squeenix but yeah, before. it was. It was. It was. Uh, but it's like, uh, you'd think they would have had the, the fucking... The, the, their foot in the door because they made fucking FF14. And that game still has a player base. No, yeah, for sure. The difference is trying to translate like a game like Final Fantasy fourteen into a shooter. That's what Bungie perfected. Mm. Where Enix, like, oh yeah, we have uh, abilities, we have all this cool stuff, but oh, uh, the shooting sucks. Uh. So you know, <laughs> like I don't know, it just. Like, I, I don't remember D2 coming out fucking broken. <laughs> well. Did it? Uh, because it was... Oh, it's oh, not, it doesn't... Broken, it didn't broken in the sense... Broken in the sense that um, there were many uh, bugs at launch, but, like, it performed well. Like, it ran well. Like, there was nothing wrong with it. Yeah, like, because like, with Outriders, it came out, and it was, like, bugged to shit. You know, you saw people, people like, log in for the first hour long, like we. It's like, what is this Diablo three? Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> fucking, it, like, it just didn't feel like it, it. It stumbled out the gate. It feels like it came out already. You know. Right. Right. And it didn't feel that way with like the division, or division two, or especially Anthem. Like it, it oh. like like I don't get why it feels like um the rush for every production studio to have a cinematic universe. Destiny right now was like the MCU of always online looter shooters. Mm-hmm. They're just doing something well to where they can get millions of players consistently. 
and everyone else, fucking Anthem, like the Dark Universe, stumbled before it could even start. Okay? (laughs) Fucking Division, they're like the DCEU. I'm pretty sure Division 2 is still getting content. You know? I I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. I mean, they did... They didn't announce that new um, division game. What's, what's which is supposed to be a fucking battle royale? So I guess they I guess are trying <laughs> at least. Yeah, you know, and it's like, uh, and and fucking Outriders is gonna be whatever it turns out to be because we're only in the infant stages of its roadmap. You know what I mean? Mm. But are you, are you are you implying that you expect that to go anywhere? I don't know if it will, and that's what I'm trying to say. Like, I don't know okay. if it will go anywhere. If it does, good for fucking them. Have fun trying to outdo Destiny. And God fucking speed to you. Best of luck. Best of wishes, Square Enix. Hopefully, you guys do fine. Because I'm a fan of Square Enix's games. They've got some really interesting shit. Like, FF7 Integrate is coming out this year. I believe mm-hmm. in, like, the next, like, couple weeks, actually. That's watching. Yeah. Um, fucking... Outriders is going to be getting content all throughout this year. Then there's a new Life is Strange coming out. It's like, you guys can do this shit, you know? I, I think there's just, like, a problem with, like, JP devs, honestly. Like, just the way that they decide to develop and make money, I think. The way they decide to push their studios that they're only publishing games for. Right. I think it's just, like, JP devs are so used to, like, making money and making games a certain way that, like, having to make them differently is very hard, you know. You have to make an MMO that is simultaneously a shooter. Mm-hmm. Those two things are kind of hard to blend, and only one game's gotten them right, you know. Right. So I, I, I kind of, I don't necessarily, like, f- sympathize, but I also don't necessarily feel good about their struggle either. So I'm mm-hmm. I'm very on the fence about it. I, we'll have to see where Outriders goes, because as of right now, I'm insanely uninterested in it. And that's just the that's yep. just the default state for me and always on the looter shooters as a genre. Mm-hmm. I'm just not really interested in them because they're mostly just grind fests that are aided by the fact that all of them are co-op, you know? And mm-hmm. everything is more fun with friends. So they're going to have to really pull a fucking rabbit out of the hat to, to fucking impress me. Because right now I'm looking yeah. at games that, that are like way less in scale than Outriders games like fucking Watch Dogs Legion. I'm hyped for what those fucking guys are doing. You know? <laughs> I am. Like, genuinely. I've got to say that I am ex- I am happy with the way that Ubisoft has treated that game. And its content going forward. And its roadmaps. And their, com- their actual honest communication with fans. I am I am proud. I'm proud of them for that. Because that's been something that they weren't really good at before. Because they're also totally uh, covering up sexual assaults that happened to their employees. Let's not forget right. that that happened. Let's not forget mm-hmm. that the, the higher-ups at Ubisoft are total pieces of shit. Not directing this right. at the devs who are in the trenches, or the people who are directing the games, but that the people who are running the, co- the company, running the corporation, are total bastards. Mm-hmm. And that needs to be said as loud and as clear as possible. Right. And... You know, bring, bringing that up just reminded me that fucking today, with the Far Cry 6 announcement, mm-hmm. people were just, we forgot that even fucking existed, forgot that even happened. Yep. Like, oh my god, just got my pre-order. <laughs> That's what I said, as soon as that, that that thing finished. This looks great, this looks promising, Ubisoft as a company sucks. Yeah. What did you think of the Far Cry 6 announcement, if I may ask? Oh, the Far Cry 6 I actually, uh, didn't, I, I actually didn't watch it. <clears throat> 
Okay, here's what I have to say because I'm a I'm a longtime fan of Far Cry. I'm a, I'm a pretty big fan of this series. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because I I tried, um, like obviously I played three, but I tried four and five, and I was like, eh. Four I wasn't great. I I it. don't blame you for not liking four because four was, for all intents and purposes, a PS4 version of three. It wasn't good because it treaded too much ground and relied too much on. Troy Baker's performance as Pog and Min to work as well as it did because Far Cry 3 worked a lot because of um, Michael Mondo's performance as Voss. Voss right. is on the cover for a reason. He's the standout character of that game. Far Cry 3's got a lot of narrative... It, it, it's got a lot of... Uh, it's narrative and it's gameplay are very much supported by each other, and that's good. And it set up the template of the Ubisoft tower-climbing open-world uh, fucking collectible clearer for a reason because it was good you know right but four was just a a a straight up retread of three even when i picked that game up when i was 13 years old when that game came out even when i picked it up i said this game is just far cry 3 they borrowed so many animations so much of the gameplay loop from far cry 3 and i don't blame them because far cry 3 worked but they had to do something better than that Far Cry Five was 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 a noticeable upgrade because of how much bigger and how much better it was than Four, how much more mm-hmm. stuff they added in. But even that game had a lot of it had a lot of shortcomings because some of the villains sucked. A lot of the gameplay loop was just the same, and the yeah. DLCs were pretty poor. And so Far Cry Six is like, how can you guys do better? And it's look it looked really good when it started out. You got this 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 revolution aesthetic, which the devs said was that they're the devs said that they're going to approach it apolitically, which is fucking stupid, okay. considering the subject matter and the aesthetic they're trying to draw on. That being the That's... Cuban Revolution, fucking stupid. I know. <sighs> okay. But they've got a odd, odd take already. Okay. Yeah, really odd fucking way to approach that. But um, they got a good a, a, a very amazing actor to play their main villain, that being Giancarlo Esposito. Of Love breaking, that, uh, of Breaking Bad and Mandalorian and all other kind of shit fame, um, mm-hmm. they've got an interesting setting. That being like a, it's like a fucking Latin Hispanic country. I think it's like a Caribbean country. A, a, an interesting looking main character in, I believe her name is like Dina or something. Mm. Um, she looks pretty cool, but I think the one thing that I'm the most worried about, because other than like. Just whether or not the game's gonna just retread the same ground as five is the weapon choice. It feels really weird. You're like making rocket launchers, like it feels like Dead Rising Three in a way, where you're like making rocket launchers out of like motorcycle engines, and you're instead of shooting like a like a like a saw blade out of a gun, you're shooting like CDs, and it's like it's going in this in this like really Saints Row Three direction that's really putting me off. And I don't like Saints Row 3 because of the things mm. that they added to that series. And it feels like it's kind of treading in that direction. And I'm hoping that they kind of dial it back a bit and that this is just a very, a few scant things, you know. But you, you're shooting rockets out of a fucking backpack in this game. So okay. the shark seems like it's going to be jumped at some point soon. And that's kind of uh, a bit worrying. But... Despite my caution, I'm going to buy the game on release because I have enough faith that this series will get better. 
I have mm-hmm. faith because Far Cry has had more hits than it has had misses to this point. So I'm hoping to God Ubisoft can pull off a fucking miracle. With Watch Dogs Legion, it looks like they're doing okay. They've got a pretty good content roadmap that's going to be providing us content for the next, for the, to the end of the month and beyond. Aiden Pierce is going to be coming to Watch Dogs Legion at the end of June. Um, they're going to have an Assassin's Creed crossover that looks really interesting, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm I'm hoping that Ubisoft is starting to turn itself around because um, after like Assassin's Creed Four launched, they really weren't on top. Gotta say, right. the crew one and two, poor, very poor, oh, terrible. Uh, the best racing game ever made is still fucking Midnight Club Los Angeles. Yeah, oh my, <laughs> like, <laughs> hard agree, hard agree. It's like, fucking the crew one and two are poor. Fucking Watch Dogs one and Watch Dogs two. As much as I like those games, really could have done way better. Could have been way better. Assassin's Creed Unity and Syndicate and I don't like any of the modern Assassin's Creeds. I'm gonna say that full throat. I don't like them. Well, you don't like any of the modern. Nope. No, no, like what? What is it? Like fucking Origins and Odyssey and Oh, Assassin's Creed. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't like any. This is the hit, but I want to hear you. Gonna be honest, I don't like any of them. Okay, that's I fair. like I... they feel like they're yeah. trying to just be The Witcher Three. You know, and it's like they're relics of that 2015 to 2017 era where every game had to fucking be the next Witcher 3, the next Breath of the Wild. Right. And it just it feels like they're just stuck in that era. And I want them to go back because the Assassin's Creed formula worked. It's just that they kept thinking that it was the bad elements that worked rather than the good elements. Okay. You know, they, so I don't, I don't have much, I, I, I don't know. Ubisoft as a company is, is, is very, is a very touchy subject. They're rapists. Yeah. That is true. That is true. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't have an opinion on this because I haven't played since Brotherhood, mm-hmm. which I'm told was the last good one besides, um, no, three. I, I hard disagree with that because three. Assassin's Creed four black flag was great. I don't know. That's the just what I've heard. I, I'm not part of that community. It's just like what I've heard. But, um, so, I mean, there's that. There's that. Yeah. Um, speaking I of French. I hope it goes well. I hope it goes well. But also, fuck you, Ubisoft. Fuck yeah, you. fuck you. Be more honest with the public about what you guys are doing behind closed doors and apologize to those employees and properly recompensate them or do whatever you have to do to make it right. Quit running from that. Anyways. So, we had a little fucking Sega Direct or whatever the fuck that was, like, a couple days ago. It really (laughs) does feel like Sega just was like, Nintendo's doing those? Let's make our own. For whatever the fuck Sonic's got going on. Genesis does what Nintendo... Sega does what Nintendo... Like, working with organized crime uh, fucking groups to get their games produced. You know what I mean? But, yeah, I'm not even joking about that. Um, they've totally gotten funding from the Japanese mob. Anyways. Ah. Yeah, that's like a bit of an open secret, but I digress. Um, Sonic announcements. Uh, they're totally re-releasing Sonic Colors, which is a good sign. Uh, because that's oh. one of the better 3D Sonics. Ooh, yo. 
because like the, 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 the best the best 3D Sonics we got like Sonic Heroes which we <laughs> we've totally talked about before. We've, <laughs> yes, we have. It was always I'm good. Y'all niggas was just hating. Uh, Generation Sonic Adventure Two Unleashed, and now Colors. Those are like the five best 3D Sonics. Yeah. And it's getting its own like re- remaster, re-release sort of thing, which is good to see. Um, apparently, oh, yeah. it, it seemed like they kind of like announced that like the original Sonic games one, two, three, and Knuckles were all going to get re-released in like an Origins collection, which good sign but they said they're going to talk more about it and y'all motherfucking better mention christian whitehead's name because y'all would not be working on this kind of shit or like y'all wouldn't have released sonic mania if he didn't fucking carry these games on his back straight up give him the credit he deserves motherfuckers okay god honestly and then fucking um a new game is in development and all i got from that dumbass foot video was like a, a promise from Sega. We promise we won't fuck it up this time. Yeah, because okay. I don't. I don't have a lot of faith. I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna be honest. Neither does anyone else, dude. Neither does anyone else. <laughs> like, but you know, we'll see. We'll see. I'm gonna give them the benefit of the doubt. I'm for gonna sure, do it. Sure. Like a like a total fucking sucker. Like a total simp. I'm going to give Sega the benefit of the doubt and hope that this new Sonic game, foot and ankle ligament simulator, whatever the fuck they're developing, is going to be good. <laughs> All right. But y'all are already on some pretty some pretty thin ice. We'll, we'll <laughs> see. We'll see. Like, I, I have optimism, but at the same time, I'm bracing for impact. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we all are, man. We all are. We're all ready for this game to flop and for them to just go back to cashing in on the old fucking two D Sonic nostalgia wave, like they've been doing. But uh, come on, man, y'all have to at least bring the fucking heat for the thirtieth anniversary. That's kind of a fucking hard anniversary to fuck up. Speaking as a fan, as a person who watched Nintendo actively fuck up the thirty fifth anniversary for Mario, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Lest we forget Super Mario 3D All-Stars. I'll never let Nintendo Ooh. off the hook for that Oh, one. I, I love having a limited time DLC. Ooh. Yeah, right. Bullshit. That game is bullshit. Okay, just install some fucking... Emu- jailbreak your Switch, okay? Just jailbreak it. Download an N64 emulator onto it, okay? Just do it. Because Nintendo's not going to let you play their games in a really good way either. Nope. So just, just go for it. Fuck it. Not at all. Speaking of Sega... Um, got some good news. So you already know. No, nope. I'm a very big fan know. of Virtual yep. Fighter. We talked about this extensively in the last episode, and uh, yeah. a, a real shock to the system came when Sega just unleashed Virtual Fighter Five Ultimate Showdown onto us, just out of absolutely nowhere. So <laughs> some key shit to go down here that really uh, it it, it uh, tickles my pickle. Okay. This game is a ground-up remake of Virtual Fighter Five, keeping the animations, which were already way ahead of their time in 2005 when that game came out. Mm-hmm. Um, in the Dragon Engine, which is the engine used for all the modern Yakuza games, Six, Judgment, uh, Kiwami 2, Like a Dragon, which I finally finished that game, and I totally want to talk about it, because I finally finished it, but um, it's, it's a ground-up remake of Virtual Fighter in that new engine... With with online and all sorts of modes, and I've seen people kind of getting bent out of shape because it doesn't have like rollback netcode. But I'm just glad Virtual Fighter's back because it's been literally dead for nine years. 
So right, right. let's just celebrate that Virtual Fighter Five is back and that it's going to be free for two months on PSN. Let's just let's oh really two months. Oh yeah, because yep. it, it's a it's a PlayStation exclusive, right? Yep, PlayStation Four exclusive. So mm-hmm. if you're on PS Five, you can use your arcade stick. So. Just I'm um, just let's all just celebrate the Virtual Fighters back because it's been gone for so long because all the other 3D fighters have totally taken up the space that it held, dead or alive okay. in in the limited capacity that series is fucking here, you know mm. the the titty loving man's Virtual Fighter, okay <laughs> Soul Caliber the weapon loving man's Virtual Fighter and Tekken, the Virtual Fighter for people who hate their parents. Um, <laughs> let's just be happy that it's back because I was I, I was actually in the middle of writing a skit. You know, mm-hmm. uh, where like all of the 3D fighting games would meet, you'd have Soul Calibur, Tekken, and and then just Dead or Alive. That's just my normal voice, you know. And then like mm-hmm. they'd be discussing where Virtua Fighter went and wh- and like how sad they are that it's not coming back. And then like fucking Mortal Kombat would show up or whatever the fuck, and they don't let him in, <laughs> you know, because Mortal Kombat used to be a 3D game in like the mid 2000s. You know, I was in the middle of writing that, but had to trash that fucking script. As soon uh, as yeah. uh, VF5 US just got dumped onto our fucking laps. Yeah, exactly. What I was in the but squatted over just right there. It's not everything I wanted, granted, but I am satisfied that it is here. That's what I'm happy for. I'm just happy that it's here. And that's a real fucking weird ass mindset to have, a real simp ass mentality to have, but, you know, let me be happy, okay? <laughs> fair, fair. Um, I've already. I think I've seen some complaints about uh, not it not having rollback. Is this true? Mm-hmm. Look, man, Sega ha- uh, because of how many online games they don't make, uh, they totally don't have rollback netcode for this. But uh-huh. I will say that their delay-based netcode is really good. So much okay. so that people still run Virtua Fighter Five tournaments digitally on the PS3 mm-hmm. and Xbox uh, Series consoles. And Xbox One, because it's backwards compatible. People still run tournaments for it. And still play online matches to this day. Which, for a game with delay-based netcode, is a lot fucking longer than any other game with the same kind of netcode would have survived. So, that's got to say something. I mean, I I, I want Rollback 2, because it's the best netcode. Anyone who's played the Guilty Gear Strive beta, or pretty much any indie fighter that's come out in like the last two, three years... Or has used Slippy, you know? Or has played Street Fighter V on a good day? Or Tekken in, like, the last year? <laughs> should know that Rollback Netcode is the future of fighting games. It is, it is the future. Mm-hmm. Every fighting game that comes out without Rollback Netcode is going to be coming out at a loss. And unfortunately, Virtual Fighter V isn't going to have that, but it's going to have, like, the best delay-based netcode money can buy. Which, considering what the previous release of the game had, is kind of saying something. So, okay. at the end yeah. of the day, I'm just happy that it's back. Thank you, Sega. Thank you, fucking Toshihiro Nagoshi. Thank you, whoever I have to thank for bringing this fucking game back. With the with the developer pedigree, I know I kind of don't like praising games for their pedigree, but like, but like, I, I kind of have to. I like I said in the last episode, I'm guilty of it, but. I kind of have to here. These are these games are being made by RGG Studio, and I, hmm, how many of their games do I own? I own Yakuza One, Yakuza Two. I own the HD remasters that are only released in Japanese for the PS3. I own the Japanese Samurai game for the PS3. I own Yakuza Three, Four, Yakuza Six. 
I own three, four, and five remastered, which is all one package. I own the Samurai Damage no. for PS4. I own Yakuza going. Zero. I, that's ten. I own Yakuza Kiwami. I own Yakuza Kiwami Two. I own Judgment, and I own Yakuza Like a Dragon on the PS4 and the PS5. So yeah, that's uh, fourteen games of theirs that I own physically. And like I mentioned, uh, uh, games that some of these games weren't even released in English, and I still play them. Yeah, which it's got to say something. So that 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 gets me all kinds of all kinds of hot and bothered under the covers, you know. <laughs> so I'm just glad. So that's all I really got to say about that. I'm gonna play the fuck out of it. Might stream some of it when it comes out. Who knows? Uh, check me out. My Twitch Shit. link is in the description. Um, I don't know. I- I'm gonna have a good time. So back to what I was saying. Um, I totally wanted to get back to something, and it slipped my fucking mind. Uh, Yakuza Like a Dragon, right. I finally finished right, it. Right, right, right. I finally finished it. And I'm not going to talk spoilers because I know you haven't like played it. I know you started Yakuza 0. I don't know how far you are anyway, mm-hmm. given how much I've seen. Yeah, I was like, actually just mm-hmm. about to say earlier, um, we totally dedicate next episode to to this topic because you know, I don't know if you're interested to hear my thoughts on it. So <laughs> oh, totally not, play. Joe. I never will ever want to hear you talk about one of my favorite <laughs> game franchises. <laughs> Which kind of at this point can totally be considered my favorite. But like, yeah, we totally can. That, that'd be great. I could totally save my fucking yeah. thoughts on Yakuza Like a Dragon for them because as anyone who follows well, I mean, my social medias knows, link in the fucking description for all of our social media links for for all, for all everybody's shit. Okay. For every shit post that we make. Yeah, right? Every fucking dumb, lame tweet that we make. Every fucking <laughs> stupid Instagram story post that we make. You guys should know that I am like a simp for Ichiban. And that mm, yes, is aided by is by the fucking ending of Like a Dragon and by the song that plays during the credits and the lyrics to that song and his whole entire journey. I'm a simp for this guy. I want to see what this nigga's going to do. Lost Judgment's coming out this fucking year. I'm going to fucking love it because they got like skateboarding and Sonic the Fighters for some reason. It's going to oh, be good. Right. I saw that, yeah. <laughs> I totally I totally called that. I totally called that. It was so weird. If you see me on Twitter, I said that like like a couple like three days ago, you before did. the Sonic announcements, I was like, "Yo, they're putting Sonic we're... the Fighters in Judgment," and then Sega's like, "We mm-hmm. are putting Sonic the Fighters in Judgment." I was like, "No fucking way!" <laughs> that game sucks. <laughs> Still gonna play it though because it's a fucking because it's in Judgment. So, all right, Joe. Looks like What's we're, up, we're wind- looks like we're winding down to a close. So. Is there anything else you want to discuss before uh, we jet? Mm, not entirely sure, man. I mean, I feel like we've we've uh, handled a good amount of topics for today. Yeah, I think we and actually we gave, have. we gave a lot of our thoughts on it, so you know, I'm pretty pretty satisfied. Pretty satisfied. All right, that's um, yeah, I got to agree. And before we head out. Totally, I mentioned this at the beginning of the episode before the intro, but you totally, guys totally got to check out my friend Kamari, who mixed us the outro music you're going to be hearing in a, in a little while. Um, please give him all kinds of love because he's really talented at what he does in terms of drawing and in terms of music. So if you guys can go show him some love because of the music you're about to hear, I'd really appreciate it. And I'd like to thank you guys for joining us on this episode of uh, Adam and Joe After Hours. And um, we'll see you next week. All right, Adam, looking forward to it. Love y'all.